0: it happened you guys know this is kevin from the chord progression podcast yeah we are literally getting closer to the end of the year for 2022 it has been a great year for the podcast with many many great bands so i'm going to bring in another one because we're just going to keep this year rolling all the way to the end of it so before we jump into it i want to thank support for this podcast so let's thank man manscaped that's right manscaped still sponsoring the podcast the code still works oh yeah it does we've checked that out so when it comes to Manscapes, yes we're getting closer to the holiday season it's the holiday season where whatever they say i mean i still like Drake dunders this holiday this holiday i want to be alone and they'll say rudolph fuck off and i mean i love that word live that line but when it comes to finding a good good gift for you know maybe you're the man in your life or the guy in your life or anybody that, you know, might need some help grooming down there, if you know what I mean. I mean, the last thing you want to do is have a gigantic Christmas bush down there. No, if you want to deck the halls this winter, you want to deck the hall this holiday season, you got to make sure that you're not decking yourself as well. <laughs> Put the ornaments on the, uh, and pretend to bush there. No, no, you don't want to do that. So, make sure you go to manscaped.com give yourself. A lot more 4.0. The best shaver for your boys down there oh yeah that shaver has multiple different features it is waterproof so say you're shaving in the shower yeah okay it's got a 4k led light so you can watch what you're doing down there so you can light your bush up like christmas tree and shave it down so that it's as pretty as a christmas tree and it is also has like skin safe technology. So when you're cutting your, when you're cutting and shaving down there, you're not going to cut and like nick yourself. So you're not going to have those like, ah, tang ah, ooh, bang type cuts. You don't want to have to deal with any of that. So go to manscaped.com. Go get something for the person in your life that could use some help down there grooming-wise. And you can get 20% for free shipping with the code CPP at check out manscaped.com. Link to the podcast. Now for future presentation. So... Man, we've got a lot of great bands over from the UK so far this year. We had a lot of great bands from the UK last year. I want to just shout out Caskets for that one specifically because Caskets... Oh, God, are they good. But... My God, we've got another great one coming for you today. Daniel Jack from the band The Hunna are here today. Their self-titled album is out by the time this podcast is because it came out October 28th. So go check it out if you like that guitar riff-driven style. We talk about the style of the music. We talk about how what the band dealt with uh, through the whole entire code pandemic, being back on the road, what it's like, you know, getting this song or getting these songs out to the fans and just being themselves and why it's important to be themselves along with their song, Trash, is a big old F you to the industry. That tries to control you, I guess. Yeah. You guys remember the song, Whatever, by Avoid? This is like another song that's in the same energy. So do I like it? Oh, yeah. You like this podcast? Oh, yeah. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. One of the places I found some of the greatest music so far on the podcast and just anywhere, any originally, has been... The United Kingdom has been England. And when this one got summer to me, I thought, okay, let's take a look at it. Let's hear it. And all of a sudden, I mean, this was like blast to the past for me. Fun driven rock style music. You're gonna absolutely love it. The brand new album from the Hunna, their self album, is out on October 20th, 2022. So by the time this album or this episode releases, the album will be out. And let's talk to the guys all about it, shall we? So please welcome Daniel and Jack from the band The Hunna to the podcast. So, gentlemen, welcome to Court Progression Podcast. Yeah, so nice, thank, thank you. Cheers. Thanks for being on guys. How is everything going in your world? Because I know right now you guys are sitting getting ready to go and play a show right after we're about to, you know, do this little podcast interview. And with the album we're recording this right before it comes out. So how has everything been going on your end, especially leading up to this moment?
1: Good, man. We've just been mad, mad busy just playing shows, uh, been getting like we've been rehearsing because we're doing the whole album from start to finish on this tour and then playing the classics at the end as well. And yeah. you know, just been getting everything in order, haven't we? Well, yeah, maybe. we should manic doing music videos in LA. We yeah. did two uh two weeks ago. One came out uh just over a week ago, um oh, about a week ago, and then the other one's coming out on Monday. So mm. we've been super busy with visuals, designing merch, uh rehearsing, and yeah, we played our first show of the UK tour yeah. on Monday, and we've got the second one tonight. So yeah, we're yeah. already not. We're tired tired. already.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't blame you guys for being tired already. That is a lot to put in there for an album release as well. Multiple music videos uh, on the other side of the world, basically coming all the way over to Los Angeles to shoot those, doing all the things with visuals, getting merch ready, and then now doing a UK headline run where you're playing the whole entire album, plus the hits, plus the classics. I mean, that's a lot to take in there. But one other thing I got to say is you got to be happy about that in the end because it's a lot better than what we had to deal with two years ago when there were no live shows happening. We we're all sitting around like, can we go outside again Bef- without <laughs> people yelling at us?
1: Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. Like it's good to just be back out here and doing what we do and doing what we love and meeting the fans and playing them the new music, and giving them the old classics too. And it's just yeah, it's just so great. So great, isn't yeah, it? That's, really? that's what we that's what we love the most, just playing live, so yeah, it's, it's been a long time coming, like everyone. And we're, yeah, we're very excited and grateful to be back doing, doing it. So, yeah, definitely.
0: Well, happy to have you guys back playing live. But you're saying playing live is one of your favorite things. I mean, why is that one of your favorite things? Because for myself, outside of just doing these podcasts, my favorite place in the world is any concert venue I go to. Because all of a sudden, start seeing the bands go on. You get that sense of community from the fans, that sense of family from the fans. And then you start yeah. to see that giant hole open up in the middle of the crowd. And I'm just like, <gasps> <laughs> gimme, give gimme,
1: give gimme, give gimme, 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 <laughs> gimme. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's just our bread and butter, isn't it? Like, but we're that's a how, we met. that's yeah. how we met. You know it's playing live. So. We've always wanted to do That's why we picked up instruments. And yeah, so being up on that stage is definitely our favourite thing out of everything we yeah. do. And Whether yeah. it's big or small. And when we started and we met, like we rehearsed in a room. And Dan and Ryan already knew each other. And then I jammed with them. This is probably about eight years ago. And that's how we connected was playing our music together so that's that's why we we love it so much
0: you literally built a whole nother family just off of playing music with each other and that is the absolute beauty and absolute power music and that is why i'm so glad that we have it back once again that the pandemic you know is pretty much like okay that's in the rear view live music is back bands are going back out in the road and we're able to actually see them perform live once again we're able to get that feeling we're able to get that genuine human connection and create that positivity so that You go to shows right now, you're going to as many shows as possible. You guys are playing as many shows as possible. You you might be seeing some of the same people over and over again because they just love the music so much. They love the vibe of the live show. They want to be there and they want to connect with not only you guys up on stage but everyone else in the crowd. You're creating like an actual like religious feeling moment right there. and It's a beautiful thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 100%. That's the other reason why we do it is to make people smile. And that's why we did it is because – We were, you know, excited to go and see our favourite bands as kids and um, we obviously saw all the goats and we were like, we want to try and do that in in any shape or form. And the fact that we now, after so many years, can do that, it's just so nice to see all the the people come and support us and, yeah, yeah, just kind of lose yourself in the music. Definitely.
0: And now that this run has started, what has been the reception from people, not only from the album, you know, from the first show you played? I know it's not the largest sample size to work with, but what has the reception been from the fans, not only from the beginning, like, you know, playing this full album through plus the hits, on top of that, just being able to see you guys play live again, what has that energy been like?
1: It's been incredible, man. Like, people have just been so gassed. I feel like a lot of people have been waiting for a really long time to see us again, and yeah, you know, and us giving them the album live exclusively before it's even out, they're just over the moon and afterwards we go we go to the match stands after we play gigs to meet as many people as possible and have chats and sign stuff and take photos and whatever they want really and yeah they've been over they've been over the moon they, they absolutely loved it they, they just think it's incredible and they're also really just happy with played the, the old bangers as well for them so it's just been a really really incredible experience it just feels so good to be back out again you know especially after it's been like how long I mean, two and a half, three. Well, well I mean, we, could we did we it in November. We, yeah, it's been a year since we did a, a small tour, which yeah. was kind of in the middle of not back to normal. Mm. Um, so, this is the first back to normal tour in since 2019 for us. Yeah. So. And this tour as well, it's kind of like uh, we're doing more smaller venues, but more dates across the UK. So, instead of just doing like the main cities, and it's like a week or a week and a bit tour. We decided to see loads of small venues go to get ourselves out there and, and every corner. as many different yeah. cities and people as we can. And, and they and deserve that because they've been so patient. So. Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: yeah. and then one thing you guys said, too, about after your sets, being able to go back to the merch table, being able to connect with as many fans as possible that want to come up and talk to you, that want to get something signed, want to take a picture. Doing that many dates in smaller venues has to help you out with a lot of that and helps to help you create, you know, that positive connection that these fans are going to have with you. I've talked to many artists on this podcast for that love those smaller venues due to the fact that it gives you a chance to potentially connect with everyone there. Cause you're playing yeah. in rooms that are like, you know, a thousand, 2000 people. There's a lot of different aspects that go on different uh, security settings, different crowd control, things that have to go on. So you're not able to connect with people on that level that you might want to, but going and doing as many more dates in those smaller venues, I mean, there might be you know 200 people seeing you, but you have a chance to meet every one of those 200 people. You have a chance to create a connection with those 200 people, and those yeah. 200 people have a chance to see something and be a part of something that could really impact them in the long run, not only from a music standpoint, but, I mean, music drives life. Music drives inspiration, and it could be something that just inspires somebody forever. It could be one person. It could be 10 people. Who knows? But you're giving that chance. You're giving that chance a thing to happen, like a chance to happen. So that is an absolute, be- absolutely beautiful thing to happen. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, well you said. Did. Well yeah. said, man. I mean, you
0: can we couldn't say it better. Smash so, better. Yeah. Ow! <laughs> I, will, I will take that applause. All right, bow, bow. All right, everyone. That's it for me. You know, <laughs> uh, don't forget to tip your waitress. Um, I'll be here next week. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> that's it. Uh, just having a having a good time with it, but the what you guys were talking about too, you said that this is like your first real big tour or like real tour in three years. You know, of course we had the pandemic hit, but then. You guys played one last year, but it wasn't necessarily fully back to normal. I kind of know what you mean by that because we had the same thing kind of happen in the U.S. where all of a sudden, okay, now there's certain restrictions that happen at different places. You never know if fans are going to be able to play because if one person on the tour package gets COVID, okay, now the whole entire thing shut down for yeah. a week. So yeah. what did you guys experience with that when you guys had that first tour back from the shutdown but not fully back to the way it is today?
1: What was it like? like I mean, yeah, yes. Yeah. Was- it was, it was I mean, it was, yeah, it was obviously good to be doing something and we were playing really cool venues um, and the shows were, still went really well. Yeah. So we, we had a great time, but we, the restrictions especially was we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing now. We couldn't go and meet the fans afterwards. Yeah. It was kind of like play the show and everyone goes a separate ways. So yeah. it was quite strange because we always have hung out afterwards and because at the end of the day, without these people, we, we wouldn't be doing these shows. So mm we're very kind of um, just grateful that anyone buys a ticket. So we treat it like, you know, homies. Like if someone comes to say hello, then we treat them like a friend. Like I think uh, we've seen in the past, you know, some bands do, some bands don't, each to their own. But, you know, I think um, we like to not have like a disconnection with them in the sense of like, we're the band, we're too busy. uh, Thanks for coming, but see you later. Like we've never had that attitude. We've always had like, we've got time for everyone, you know, and, and I think, like you said, going back to the sort of, you know, we could make someone's day or we could inspire them to do something. It's like, you know, if it's one person, then that makes us, you know, happy that we can help someone or if they're having a bad day, we pick them up. You know, so yeah, it was strange, but at the same time, it was still cool to play. And um, yeah, we then we went and did the, the fourth album. So we knew that give it time we could get back to where we are now so we did actually do a weird show during covid yeah there was this virgin arena outdoor mm-hmm. show in it wasn't, summer wasn't it, yeah, it was like a trial it was like a trial thing and this was early COVID. after our show there was another one and that someone they had to cancel it because they all got covid all the stuff yeah didn't they? but it was all segregated yeah so everyone watching us like little gates it was like tiny little fences like little squares and it was so yeah. weird and decide. the only way it happened is because it was outside because yeah. inside people weren't even allowed to sing you know so was, um, yeah I think, I, I think it? there were certain shows in other countries where they banned singing and stuff like that oh, which, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which yeah which was yeah. when it was really all <laughs> kind of all over the place but, mm. so we, we've we've
0: done a, we've full, done a few different things. one yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: anything we could do to kind of just keep playing music you
0: know? yeah Anything to get done. I mean, there was been a lot of bands that kind of did something. I've saw, I saw a lot of that happen over in Europe. There were bands that did that here. I know uh, in 2020, Beartooth actually did a show at a drive-in movie theater in uh, where I live. So I was like, oh, shoot, okay, at least we're getting something like that. So people really brought their cars and were jamming on top of their cars while, you know, Caleb Shomo's up on stage screaming his ass off like he does every single night. So... It's wow. weird to kind of look back at that time and just see all the crazy things, especially not only from your perspective as musicians, as touring musicians, going up on stage playing the songs, but from the fans' perspective too. It's like you know having to be huddled in those little tiny fences with only people that you're really closely connected with and can't sing along and can't really jam out. I mean, yeah. ugh, it feels weird it's just crazy talking there. about that.
1: Does it feel like real life? Yeah, it's like it didn't happen. But it was, yes. and then we were obviously we were an <laughs> online band as well for two well year and a half that's crazy you know and that got to a point where it just kind of sucked because we're not that's not what we uh do yeah Yeah. we like to play to human people yeah (laughs) we did a lot of like yeah yeah lots of switches and live streams and and some things were fun but other things just felt like yeah it just felt forced and Yeah. yeah not what we're used to doing so
0: Yeah, just the the entire like streaming concerts, the live stream concerts, all that kind of stuff that people did during the pandemic online. They continue to make sure that not only their bands or their artistry continue to stay in the minds of pop culture, but stay relevant with as many fans as possible. There's a lot of weird stuff that people did, but thankfully now we're at the point where you know going to live shows it's yeah there's no restrictions on there people are coming and having a blast like they did back in 2019 without a care in the world and it is a beautiful thing to see and man i'm just happy that you guys are able to get back out there and be a part of this once again and do this especially after going through that like weird time in 2021 where we can play shows but there's these weird restrictions around them but now it's just free reign back at it let's have a blast
1: yeah, thanks, 100%. Man. Yeah, yeah we got.
0: Thank yeah. God. <laughs> oh, thank God. And when I was looking at the album, too, it seemed like you guys took a lot of the emotions and a lot of the energy that you guys were feeling, especially during that time with the pandemic and other things that were going around, I think, with the band as well, as I was reading through the whole entire, like, promo or press release I got from there to really bring this album to the forefront, really be inspired by things that were going on during that time, the energy and just things that were going on with you. So, is that the truth or what was this album about? Because that's one thing I really love to know is what was the concept and really the inspiration behind the Hana self-titled album?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, um, the big break on not being able to see anyone kind of gave us a, a good amount of time to really kind of home in on, uh, I guess, a fresh sound, but also going back to our roots Um, just kind of you know listening to our favorite guitar bands in general Um, so we kind of yeah it was the three of us just getting together without any distractions Um, you know we sold you know mainly wrote it just three of us just jamming listening to our favorite music and just kind of having a good time which is what you know why we started the bands and, and so it was really nice to kind of go back to just you know, organic, just us three in a room jamming and, you know, we all had different ideas that we brought to the table. Um, and yeah, the album itself was definitely more like a refresh for us and like a fresh start. because so we've been through quite a lot of ups and downs and, and the third album definitely kind of like honed in on the darker side of, of what we've been through. So I think that actually helped us kind of cleanse ourselves and go, right, well, this is like the hope and the future that's brighter. And. Um, which is definitely what we kind of honed in on. I guess more on the lyric side, but there's lots of different songs and different moods, and um, it sums up all sorts of styles. But and all the songs do different things. But for us, again, it was kind of like just bringing the the punch back with the rock and back to basics, less is more. Um, mm. And sonically, it really it really came out like it couldn't have come out better. You know, we feel anyway. Um, working with Gil Norton, who's worked with the Boos. Jimmy e World, Violent Soho, and he was the first person put on the table for us with our management company. And you know, to to know who he'd worked with, we were like, "Wow!" Like we were like, <laughs> "Oh, <"Yeah."> you know, <laughs> we're not
0: worthy. Uh, we're
1: not worthy." Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, bro. So uh, that as well, working with him really brought our music to the next level. We'd already wrote the songs, but working with him just pushed us as musicians and yeah you know like the guitars alone mm. in the album just sounds so weird. it's nostalgic as well bro we were going for like a timeless film and like the noughties and then the 90s the, the nirvanas and foos and mm. and uh, deftones and these type of bands we like we want to make something we're proud of we can look back in like 20 30 40 years time and go it still sounds dope yeah you know well said Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Funny fact yeah. that.
0: <laughs> oh, even listening to the album, like, especially with those guitar tones, I have to agree with you on that because when you listen throughout this whole time, there's going to be tones that you can pick up from later in the 80s. You can pick up different tones from styles in the 90s. You can pick up tones from styles in the early to mid 2000s. But when you listen to it, it doesn't necessarily feel like, okay, it's stuck in that era. The album really right. feels like it's still fresh. It's still there because honestly, you take a listen to The Foo Fighters, take a listen to Monkey Wrench and it, like, today, and it's like, yeah, that song still absolutely smacks and it still sounds fresh but it exactly. came out in 1997 and when i was going through your self titled record i mean going through the first you get the first song you get the intro okay and then you get to trash and right when i heard that song that was the one that had me say all right i'm in on this like trash is the one that just had me <laughs> I'm like, okay i'm in with this i'm ready for this let's go and listening through it that was a song that got me hooked so great pick to start up the album with uh, with trash i gotta I, I gotta give you one of these because uh, chef's kiss like
1: Thanks, Thanks, man. Man. Yeah, we love trash yeah we love that that's our fuck you to the industry you know? yeah. you know, this industry is savage so it's nice to something we're in control of just to say no oh, fuck you yeah let it out and have fun with it but, but like <laughs> yeah. like the, you know dan came up with the riff and like the type of riff that is is just what we we've grown into but we've always loved those type of punky riffs and grunge but was mm. so nice to just write that song yeah. from, from that riff and it slaps live as well. Yeah, we're, 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 we're so stoked yeah. how that came out. Yeah. And it is a fuck you to the industry because <laughs> yeah. a lot of parts of it suck and just are against real music. So mm-hmm. we kind of had fun with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, it was the punky riff that brought me into the song, but it was the content around the lyrics with the fuck you to the industry that really was the thing that like drew my attention even more fully onto it. Because I can see what you're saying by this being a song that you know really gets the crowd going with that punk kind of. Anytime you put a punk riff into something, it's gonna have that raw, tenacious energy that makes people just want to move around, makes you want to shove other people, makes you want to throw my shoulder at people, knock people down, and go, huh, "Okay, help you back up," because you know that's the of pit. Someone knocks, someone gets knocked down, you pick them right back up. But going yeah. out and just calling the industry out on so many things, but it wasn't that it was done like in a sly way or metaphorical way. I mean, you guys really came out and just went straight at it with a kind of like a little bit more of this like cocky attitude where, hey, we're here. This is what has happened. This is what's been told to us. You should follow along with this trend. You should be doing all these different weird TikTok videos because that's what's trending right now. Hey, emo's back again. Let's go and, you know, make you guys emo again because that's what's going to hit for the next, you know, eight to ten months. But instead, you guys just kind of, I'll say, instead you guys just kind of be giving this big old, you know, fuck it. We're going to be on our own and we're going to do what we want to do. And I always look at this, the bands that always wanted to go and do what they want to do and be on their own. Those are the bands that these people in the industry, five, 10 years later down the road, say, you got to be like those guys. Like those are the ones yeah. that are the transcendent. The bring me the horizons is pretty much like, bring me the horizons is like the prime example right now of that.
1: Yeah. That they're, they're brilliant. They're, they're on the same management as us. And they've been with them since day and yeah. they've always stuck to their guns and done what they've wanted to do. And, 20 years later, they're kings of rock, rock music. Yeah, really they rock and metal, Massive, though. massive. They've um, earned that. They've put loads of work into it. And-, and that's the thing. I think it's behind the scenes. There's so much work that goes into this stuff. And, um, you know, I think, you know, there's not enough time to explain how much goes into it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the main thing is if people enjoy the music, I think if you're a real rock fan, especially with the rock world, because like we we're talking about it with someone else like hip hop, we love hip hop so much, but it's so much easier if you're a solo artist to just jump in, bash a song out, boom, it's out, you know, whereas mm. with a band, it takes time. So we, yeah. we feel that, you know, that is so important to take your time and, and, and pick your, pick your moments and your moods with the music. And, and that's, that's why we love rock, because it's a statement, you know, rather than just uh, eight to ten month uh, Great <laughs>
0: trend. Yeah. Like, you know, just instead of following the trend is following something that's going to have substance that has focus behind it. I, I mean, take a look at like, again, the bands that are really the ones that are driving a lot of the force now in rock Mel, the ones that are really rising through the ranks. It's the ones that are, you know, doing things that they want to do. They're doing the things that they just feel are right. They're not following along with any specific trend. They're not trying to cash in on, you know, oh, Emo's popular again. Oh, the we're not going to try and do these like f- a minute long songs so we can get these splices on TikTok for people to recognize. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, they're, yeah. they're speaking to the quality of the music. But the other part of it, too, is rock and metal has always been anti-establishment. So why would we want that to follow along with, what is popular right now? Yeah. Why would not we want it to stand on its own? Why would not we want it to have this, you know, it's kind of like, you know, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me look to it. Good old uh, Rage Against the Machine right there. Follow that line. Perfect.
1: It's exactly. true, though. It's spot on, isn't it? It's, just, yeah, fuck these fuck those trends. Fuck these people who are trying to make you, you or not, just want to be yourself and just do what you love doing and enjoy, enjoy doing it. Yeah, and, and you know, there's no right or wrong. Like people that are successful on TikTok, good for them. Like yeah. It's but it's just not for us. Yeah. We know who we are and what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And the goats are coming back, the Rages, the Limp Biscuits, the Deftones, Chili's, all, all these bands, they're still I feel like they're coming back, which we'd we'd always love, seekers you know, the, their music's amazing and it's great to see them touring when they can. But I think there's maybe a part of it as well where the Music industry has got so diluted that maybe these bands are like, We're going to step back in and show everyone how it's actually done, you know. Mm. If they are props, because someone needs telling
0: someone, yeah. I'll say, so, I'll, I'll agree with you guys on that. Someone definitely needs to make see if that's the case and do that because. It, if Even if, you know, the bands that are following along with these trends, if that's what they truly see at their core, like, you know, all the, like, like the emo stuff that's kind of becoming popular again. If there are bands out there that are really, truly into that emo stuff, go for it. If that's what you are for, yeah.
1: go exactly. for it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And if if you've been that for decades then as well, yeah. it's like, fair enough. But I mean, if you kind of just jumped into it because you're like, oh, emo's popping right now. It's like, yeah. you're not doing it for the right reasons. Exactly. And you're not doing it for the art. You're doing it because of the trend. Yeah. And they're it's following trends. It's yeah. not keeping to it yeah so, uh, yeah but i mean if it works for people it works for them and we're yeah. just gonna do our thing and it is what it is
0: well because <laughs> well, even thinking about this too following trends it's always it's something like with business as well where if you're constantly trying to follow what's like popular right now and you're waiting for it by the time you jump into by the time you create something for it, especially use music it's already gonna be too late because the next it's trend's gone. already gonna be yeah. starting it's if you want to be on the forefront of a trend you got to be able to create that trend. you got to be the creators of that. So if you want to make that happen, that is fantastic, but you've got to do it with your authentic sound, your authentic music that people are just going to love. There's so many other things around there, but if you don't do and stick genuinely true to yourself and you're just constantly chasing after, you know, what's popular or what might get you paid quicker, that's where a lot of the quality gets lost just completely, not only in music, but in literally anything in life and, I mean, there's so much quantity out there. There's so little quality now. But when you find quality, you got to stick with it and run with it. When you find a band like Bring Me The Rise that is just absolutely taking the Rock and Worlds by storm. And they've done everything in between just because that's what they want to do. When you listen to your guys' record, when you listen to Trash just coming out with the big old fuck you to the industry and then you go through the rest of the record. And it's just this fantastic, just open feeling thing where you're laying out so much emotion, so, much, so many great guitar riffs as well. You just get to enjoy. You just get to get lost in it, or you listen to something like I'll use Ice Nine Kills as an example. Horror metalcore. Who would have thought that would have worked? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: <laughs> love it. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, a- another great example. We love Turnstile at the moment, and Turnstile are absolutely killing it. Yeah, they're crushing. And why are they doing Killing it because they are completely themselves. And musically, they're bringing something new to the table. Yeah, yeah, they've been in the punk hardcore scene for a long time. And there's so many good punk hardcore bands. But they've obviously put a new modern twist on, hey, we can be a, a, a really hard post-hardcore, uh, post-hardcore punk band, but we can also add in some nice, really nice Frank Oceany style synths mm-hmm. and then write maybe some more commercial numbers within that. Yeah, and funky. you've got best of both worlds, yeah. man. that's They're the type of bands we listen to because they're real and they've earned the place they've they've got because they've been doing it for years and years and years. They haven't just fucking stumbled across it and got lucky. They've worked for it. And for us, that's, that's how we feel. We've worked our asses off for like 20, 15, 20 years wanting to do this. We all went to music college wanting to do this when we were like 15, 16, 17. Uh, we d- I didn't even know the guys then, but we all went to the same music college at different times. So it's not like it was, yeah, obviously you need luck and you need those moments to help you get to where you can get to. But at the same time, without hard, hard work, you're going nowhere. Mm. And then and obviously the love for the music within that. So that's, that's kind of us. We have always wanted to be doing this. Um, you just got to make it happen. Yeah. And be original.
0: Yeah, make it be original and you are going to get those moments. You're going to get those bands where all of a sudden, you know, stuff happens. Just they find those moments, they find those times, they get lucky. But it's always a lot better when that happens, when there is so much, you know, foundation for them to build on that they've already built off uh, on because they put in so much so, many, so much work, so many years of work, so much dedication to it that the body work speaks, speaks for itself when that moment hits. You want that moment to hit and all of a sudden, okay, what now? And then you end up like the Island Boys. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm
1: an island boy. <laughs> and I'll
0: tr- and I'll say this: you guys, the Hunnit, you guys are not going to end up like that. Especially with this record, you guys are going to go into 2023, and these guitar are going to be in people's minds. They're going to be bringing smiles to people's faces, and everyone that's going to see you on the on this tour and any <laughs> tour you go on next year as well, they're going to feel that vibe. They're going to feel that positive. They're going to feel that quality of hard work, and it's going to be a beautiful thing.
1: Gotcha. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, man. man. We
0: appreciate that. Yeah, I really do. Thank you. You're very welcome, man, because I know you guys are playing later tonight. We're going to close this podcast now, and one thing i like to do is give my guests, which is both of you gentlemen right here, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So, guys, the floor is yours.
1: Right. You got it. Uh, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> the album's out October 28th um, on all platforms. If you go to the Bands on socials, you can pre-order the album there you could buy physicals we're doing cassettes cds vinyls they look great and we're trying to bring back that physical vibe um so you can touch it and, feel it and, play, and it. play it <laughs> and, um, and yeah we're gonna hopefully come back to the states soon and tour hopefully next mm. year um so yeah but all round we appreciate anyone that checks us out and uh we hope to meet you guys at a show and rock on so, yeah it. yeah thank you That's That's
0: it. I would say, perfectly said. Now it's everything in this podcast with three things. So, first off, you have some of the self-tell mail will be out on October 20th, 2022. By the time this podcast comes out, it'll be out. So, make sure you go and stream it. Listen to it. Don't buy some of the physical copies so you can actually invest in the music. Listen to it and really get an investment in there. Buy a cassette. Buy a CD. Buy a vinyl because this thing likes to play vinyl. It needs more, guys. So, that thing's going to get filled <laughs> okay. with it. And you're going to want to follow along with their socials as well so you know when more stuff gets released, when more videos get released, and when they go on tour. So, instead of having to search all that stuff up yourself, description of the podcast go where it says find the hana online there'll be links for everything there'll be labels right next to those links so you know what is what i'm doing all the work for you it's gonna be a click the link like share subscribe listen buy all that kind of stuff anything to support them i'm doing all the legwork all you gotta do is click and take it from there now it's time for number two guys you said you're hoping to come to the u.s in 2023 well then because I have guests in this podcast, and whenever I have guests in the podcast I enjoy, I tend to make a certain promise, and you gentlemen absolutely hit on this. So my promise to you is this. It's not an if. No, no, no. It is when I get to see you guys perform live for the first time because it's going to happen. We just don't know the day or time yet. When I get to see you perform live for the first time, I promise you guys is this. First round's on me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Boy, what a lad. Your first
0: on the guesses, bro. Top boy, top <laughs> lad. Perfect, because you guys will be back at the merch Love table at that. the end of the night, and all of a sudden, you're going to see me coming with beer. It's like, hey, guys, yeah. make good, my promise. <laughs> <laughs> Let's it. We'll do it in person next time, you're for sure. Legend, mate. Absolutely. And now when we bring this podcast to conclusion, I can't say goodbye for a number of reasons. One, I made you guys a promise, that I am going to see you perform live, and first round is on me. I want to continue to support the band, so that's why that's happening, along with the fact that, Hell, I would love to have you guys back on the podcast again. This was a blast. This was so much fun. Let's do it again in the future, maybe 2023. Let's plan for it, shall we? Shall we? I think so. (laughs) Without, man. Perfect. Now, guys, I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye. That is too final. So I'm going to end it by saying this. I'll see you later. Yeah. (laughs) Well, folks, I've been here with Dan and Jack from the band The Hunna once again the hunt self-telling is out as of october 20th so it'll be up at times podcast releases you can go and get a physical copy of that album whether it's cassette cd or vinyl for my vinyl players like feed me Shima! yeah you might want to go catch one of those and pick up one of those and also go support the band as well go buy some merch go check out when they're playing live following them on social media so you know when they're playing live near you in 2023 because they're coming over to the states oh yeah first round's on me you know that's the case so Go to description of the podcast. It's gonna say find the HUNA online. Links and labels for everything are gonna be down there for you guys. So go check it out. Go support the HUNA. Also make sure you follow with the Core Progression Podcast. we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for your viewing pleasure. Please subscribe to this podcast on YouTube where you can watch all these interviews and you can watch the crazy shorts as well. Because also, you know, YouTube shorts. Yeah, we put them on there as well. And you can listen to the podcast, subscribe, Spotify our Podcast, you Amazon, and literally any platform and find us on. Thank you, Britain Media, for helping us out with that. The audio stream for this podcast has soared in 2022 big thanks to Britt and me, so i want to give him a shout out if you are already subscribed a gigantic thank you to you if you're subscribing now i extend that giant thank you to you as well if you're not subscribed you're like yeah, i'm good please reconsider if not you're always welcome back please come back we're always happy to have you also want to thank our sponsor manscapes like stuff. a free shipping code cpp at manscaped.com thank you gentlemen daniel and jack from the huna go kick ass to that show go kick ass in 2022 and come over to the United States and let's kick some ass in 2023. Ready? Oh, yeah. That's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for actually. Hey, that's going to be for me today. Ah, man, that's a tongue twister. That's going to be it for me today, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. So, am a big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!